0: Masterclass. Our Masterclass for today is on speech therapy. We're taking your calls, your questions, your WhatsApps and your tweets. We're with Kariana Fermulen, speech and language therapist. Kariana, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you so much, Lebo.
0: So I want to just get started with, you know, your own personal journey of what you studied Uh, to actually become a speech therapist and maybe also share with us why your interests uh, were in that space. So to study speech therapy is a four-year degree at a university
1: and then following your four years at university, you have to do a community service
0: here. So just to triple check, the degree is a speech therapy degree. Absolutely right. Okay, so it's not like um, speech therapy becomes a major of something else. That is the core of what you're doing. The core of your degree.
1: So you do a degree in speech language therapy. Some universities call it speech language
0: pathology. Oh. Yes. I never heard of the pathology one. Yeah. So in those four years, before you tell me about having to do the, the next four years, what specifically are you learning? Is it the parts of the brain that control speech and language, like what are you learning? So you really start out
1: your first year with the basic definitions of what is speech, what is language, what is communication. Um, you learn your anatomy and everything related to communication and that can influence communication. And then you go on to...
0: So just to clarify, when you say communication, is that restricted to, to the talking or does that include body language, communication
1: yes yeah, so it includes any form of communication I got you. so the way you pronounce the eight words the language or the vocabulary the sentences you use mm. your body language your ability to use language socially in an appropriate way mm. knowing when to stop when it's the next person's turn to communicate to make eye contact or so anything related to communication also reading writing spelling um, sign language for mm. people
0: that are deaf, any form of communication. I immediately started sitting up as you <laughs> were talking as I'm like, she's an expert at <laughs> this. She's going to be like eye contact, da-da-da, and all of those things. And I think that's quite fascinating. Um, have you found um, that what you studied has made you an overall better communicator because um, now you understand the things that majority of people were not taught even though for some it comes naturally but for others for whatever Mm -hmm. reason could be health conditions they might not do things a certain way so
1: i i do believe it would make you a better communicator because you know all the elements that should be in place but i think what What really gives us an advantage is to stand back and look at a communication situation, even in everyday life, and to see where did what go wrong and where did the Mm. communication breakdown occur.
0: Okay, so after you're done with the four years where, as you said, the first year's definitions and then you move on to other more detailed um, aspects of it you now have to do is it the community
1: service that's right so you get placement at a government facility where Mm -hmm. you then serve for a year treating patients of whatever the facility does provide whether Mm -hmm. it be adults in a hospital for example, I was at um Vitrant Hospital, which is mm. a psychiatric clinic. And mm. they've also got rehab services for people that sustained injuries. Mm. Um, so wherever you are placed, that's really your exposure for the year and you treat whatever comes your way.
0: And just in terms then of, of the things that you do treat, um, I would imagine that many of us are quite limited in what we know you treat. So I would mm. assume... You know, now being a parent, there's the period where you watch for when child starts talking um, and then maybe they reach a point where they're not talking that much. Would I bring that child to you first or to a child psychologist first? So, a
1: speech therapist is definitely the way to go Mm. if it comes down to communication. Yes. If there are other concerns about social interaction, for example, then a psychologist would be indicated or scholastic performance, definitely a psychologist. But anything related to communication, the speech therapist is the right place to go.
0: How then does one assess? And actually, before I even ask this question, earlier on, we're speaking about uncomfortable. Um, situations you might have in public places with strangers and I was using the scenario to say when a person you know there's a whole empty room or the whole train is empty you're the only one on the how train but the person walks in and chooses to sit right <laughs> next to you as a, as an expert at what you do what is that person communicating when they don't say anything? And, you know, some of the listeners were sharing, well, it's because you're a radio broadcaster. They're hoping conversation will spark. But I'm like, no, but you just sit next to me. You don't introduce. You. It's weird. You're in my personal space. What would you say that communicates? Sure. That
1: would probably be the fact that they are looking for s- someone to talk to. They are wanting to communicate with you if they come and sit right next to you versus any other open seat. <laughs>
0: Just like, is there no other way to just say hi, you know, to open our mouths and greet? But I think, you know, we're all quite aware that there are a whole lot of factors that go into communication. Mm. And I'll pick up exactly there when we come back from the break. And my, 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 my questions are going to be really um, around the part of communication that you might have been surprised by learning about that you thought you knew because it seems like the most natural thing that should come Mm. to any human being. You go through certain, reach certain milestones after you've reached them. The child now knows how to identify mom and dad and the babies can even sign to their parents that they're hungry. But what did you learn in those first few years of the studying and the community service about communication that most people would be surprised about or that even surprised you? Yes, what did you learn? Yes.
1: So I would suggest that, or I would think that the really subtle differences for us, talking is talking. We talk every day and we don't even think about talking like we are doing now. But to really understand the difference between what is speech and what is language. Um, You know, something as simple as that. And even within language, we've got five different areas of language. So what is the area of language that has been affected and that we need
0: to work on? Okay, so let's pick up there. Um, just on that very point of what is speech and what is language. So speech would typically be,
1: how do I pronounce myself? How do I pronounce certain sounds mm. in the word? A good example would be a lisp. So someone that produces the S sound
0: incorrectly. Or for example... And why do they even put an S in the word lisp? I just think it is so cool. <laughs> that is very ironic. Yes, okay. yes. <laughs> Isn't the same true. as Bray. There's an R in brei. Uh, that's a very good point that you're making. Um, I like, never thought It's of just that. like torture. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Um, so, so speech would be mispronouncing certain sounds in words. Yes. Whereas language would comprise the words that you use, your vocabulary that you mm-hmm. use, mm-hmm. the kind of sentences that you formulate, knowing language rules, so how to use plurals, Regular plurals, irregular plurals, yes. you know, what sound, what letter combinations I can use in a word to write or to spell, for example.
0: So let's use the scenario of a child learning to speak mm-hmm. um, before we get to the who has challenges. When a child is learning to speak, they will, for example, have a a, a period in their learning where they speak in the third person would that be an example of the language thing so that could be an example. so or instead of me saying i'm going to go to the bathroom i'm gonna i'll say level's going to the bathroom
1: absolutely but right i'm talking
0: about myself yes. yes
1: so when we look at children we look at typical development and that would be absolutely normal at a certain age but if yes. that continues beyond a certain age that is when we start knowing there's a problem and we Mm. need to look further. So we always look at a child and what they do in terms of speech and language and compared to what do we expect at their age. Mm. If it doesn't match up with the age, then we know, okay, it's probably
0: time to intervene. What are those milestones looking like? Um, So um, maybe just talk us through, especially for um, um, any of... Us listening who have not gone through Mm. that development stage of seeing a child, um, you know, a baby starting to sound mama and all of those. I think for me, the most fascinating thing is when does a child actually know what they're saying? Mm. Like, because it'll be natural that they'll say mama and dada. But when do they know that that's my mama can you talk us through those milestones and then it's a good reference point for us to start going okay cool so at what point then is the third person thing a problem or the incorrect use of plural Mm -hmm. versus singular
1: so there's a whole lot of norms um available and anything is available on the internet these days i think the main things that should be taken note of is babbling at a really early age. So my child should start babbling around six months of age. And babbling so, mean you just make any of those sounds where they um, reduplicate the same yes. sound pattern over yes. and over and over all the time. And that doesn't necessarily carry any meaning. Yes. All right. So I'm not meaning mama. When I say ma mama, I, I'm just playing with sounds. Yes. Then at the age of 12 months. You see, we're
0: even learning what the language is that that is babbling because people will say, oh, somebody was babbling, but that the babbling is the repetition. It's not just talking nonsense that you're absolutely not interested in.
1: Yes, and also a lot of parents would think, "Oh, she called me mama," but <laughs> she actually didn't. She's just playing with sounds yes. and you know exploring. Um, Then at the age of one year, we really want those first words, meaningful words. So by now my child has learned, if I say mama, this lady in front of me responds. So that means her name is mama or dada or Doggy or bull or car um, or whatever the um, case might be. Then our next big milestone is around 24 months or two years of age. We really want to see our child starting to combine words to form short little phrases or sentences. So, mommy come, doggy hurt, me apple, Mm. um, give me. So, Mm. they really start using those, putting words together. And at this age, a child should typically have at least 50 words in their vocabulary in Mm. order to be able to develop or to use those phrases or sentences. Mm. And then as the age increases, we want their sentences to get longer. So, by the age of three... They must be able to use little sentences that are three to four words in length. Mm. And by the
0: age of four, sentences are four to five words or longer. Mm. So can you give an example of, of what you mean by those sentences? So typically by the age of three, we want a sentence of three to four words. So
1: mommy come me, mm. for example, mm. um, doggy kick ball. Mm. Mm. Or something like that. And it will keep on getting more and more complicated. Um, what is So that is when we look at language. In terms of speech, by the time a child is two years of age, a stranger should be able to understand 50% of what my child is saying. Oh, for real?
0: For real. Because you know there's, there are those memes that go around saying all you heard is and then mom was like didn't you understand he's saying he wants orange juice with a drink yeah. and and
1: that's why we always go on how much can a stranger oh, understand what I your see. child is
0: saying and then it goes
1: on to at the age of three years 75 percent of what your child is saying should be understood by someone unknown to them i
0: didn't know and i and, and okay okay that's such a good reference point because everybody in the household Has already become accustomed to how the child speaks, but you can't. No one else can actually understand
1: what they're saying. Okay. Okay. And then by the age of four, 100% of what the child is saying. And by the age of four, we also want them to start telling little experiences in their own way. So Mm. we don't expect a whole conversation or a whole story. Using these small little sentences Mm. to convey what they experienced, what they feel. What happened just
0: now? So if I can just, and, and I'm just trying to bring it into context for myself. My little one is just two years, three months old. And obviously, even when they, you know, when for, for those, for, for anyone who hasn't yet gone through the experience of caring or raising from newborn, you'll always say, how was your day? Even though they're not going to respond, it just becomes a natural thing that happens. And it's interesting that simple question, watching how it develops to them, answer to the point that my little one asked me. Mommy, how was your day? Oh, that's I, adorable. I know. Or he says, how did you sleep? And even yes. they'll be like, oh, you know, this and this and this. And sometimes he says, are you tired? And I realize, oh, my gosh, I say I'm tired all the time because so he'll he say things like what he Yes, is,
1: absolutely. Yes. <laughs> and that's why it's so important. Instead of bombarding our children with questions all the time, to rather model.
0: Mm. So instead of, for example,
1: asking your child, what did you do at school every day? Yes. Tell them, oh, at work... I did this and this and this. Yes. I had this for lunch. I saw this person. I did, oh. you know, and that way they learn different ways of answering or responding. Whereas if you just bombard mm. them with the questions all the time, they never get exposure to how they can really answer it. Because children
0: ultimately learn language mm.
1: through the words that they yeah, and the
0: sentences that they yeah. All right, let's take a quick break. This is getting very interesting and I'm seeing all the questions coming through on 072-702-1702. 702 Masterclass. In our masterclass today, we are talking speech therapy. We're with uh, Kariana Fermilian, speech and language therapist. We take your calls on 011-883-0702 in the WhatsApp line 72 What I'm going to do, we have a caller that's been waiting. Let's quickly go to the lines and then we'll pick up our conversation just around um, the development of a child as they get older. Then we'll start to talk about the different challenges that not just children will face, but also adults um, on their speech and language therapy journey in life. We've got Sindani from Mitchell's View. Hi. Hi, uh, Relay Yes, go ahead. Yes uh, I just want to find out uh because there's one man whose child is uh, struggling with speech: Yes so then I asked him, uh, did you find out and then he said uh, from the clinic he was told that uh, the child could only uh, they, they, they could uh, they, they should only worry when the child is about five years of age.
1: And so how old is
0: the child now? It's about three. And mm-hmm. the only things that she, uh, the child can say is only uh, the name of of, of the sister, mm-hmm. and then papa, mama, and all that. Mm. Yeah, but the, the child can cannot express himself. Mm. So, thank you, thank you for that one because um, you know. Um, we know that not many people have access to Mm. specialists. So for many people, um, it will be going to the clinic and you'll be told something generic. Um, What would you like to respond to, Sindani, uh, of a child who is three years old and they've been told that we worry at five? To me, that sounds like, isn't that waiting a little bit till it's too late?
1: No, absolutely right. And that is very much... The olden days, they used yes. to do things like that. We we want to intervene as early as possible mm. because if there is a delay, the sooner we address it, the sooner that delay can be made up. Mm. The longer you wait, the longer the delay or the bigger the delay becomes mm. the harder it is to make it up for a child. So mm. I always tell parents, if you are concerned, trust your gut. Mm. If the clinic says something that you Feel you know the response you get is don't worry wait until he's five mm. and you are still worried. Try and get a second opinion.
0: Mm. Trust mm.
1: always trust your gut if you feel th- something
0: is wrong. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's a that's a tricky one, and I'm I'm just wondering when we come back from news. Just some of the things you're describing about the different milestones of they should by this age be able to say this number of words or that a stranger should be able to hear this percentage um, i want to ask about the content of the things that they are talking about so if for example the five-year-old or the four-year-old only ever speaks about food and sleep is that something to worry about Mm. because maybe the child is not able to articulate certain feelings and, and things like that. So when we come back, we do take your calls on Audible 1-883-0702 in the WhatsApp line oh seven two seven zero two one seven zero two seven zero two. Masterclass. 1702 In our masterclass today, we are talking speech therapy. We're with speech and language therapist Kariana Vermeulen. It's spelt with a C, by the way. <laughs> I just had to put that out there because we're talking speech and language. We're taking your calls on 0118830702 and the WhatsApp line 0727021702. We're talking about the milestones and the percentages and all of those things. What is the content that a child, let's restrict to early childhood development, zero to five years old, what is the content of the things that they should be? Talking about in their little worlds Of course at the beginning it's about Food and And um, sometimes They're communicating sleep is How they cry mm-hmm. and the parents Will know then it will evolve Once it's potty training to Those things but what are, what is the content Because if a child is only speaking about Certain things should a parent Be concerned
1: So obviously a child will talk about what they Are exposed to um, by age five, they should be able to talk about anything, really. Um, but typically, your little ones, your baby just starting to use words, will use nouns. So that mm-hmm. would be the names of objects in his or her environment, things that are important. Mommy, daddy, the dog, the ball, mm. the car, the swing, the the bottle that they drink out mm. of. So typically, that is what would come first. If they like to play with dinosaurs. Dinosaur might come up. Mm. If it's a little gold doll might come up. Um, then we want to hear those early action words or verbs. So eat, sleep, drink, mm. run, kick. Um, you know, the actions that they perform at an early age. And then by age two and a half, they should start Also mastering um, what we call pronouns Mm. or referring to someone without using their name that you were talking about earlier. Him or her. Him or her. So the first one that develops is me. Mm. You know, the two-year-old, everything (sighs) is me
0: and mine. Please, can you help me with this? So so I struggled. I think my son has learned it now. But he would say, help you, mommy, meaning I must help him. Yes. So I'd point at him and say, no, you are me. Then he'd point at me and say, But that's me. Really so, how do you teach a child who so me don't is don't a- teach him, <laughs> play with him. And My then-
1: turn. Okay. Your turn. Yes. My bear, your
0: apple. But how do you. The don't you and, use and me killed together. me. The you and me killed me because I, I- asked, Can mommy help you? Then he says, Mommy help you. And so- I would always know he's talking about. He'll say, mommy feed you. Okay, so mommy needs to feed him. I think he's got it now because he started using mine. So he knows the possessive and the me. Mm. But for a long time, I'm like, how do you teach you and me? Because if I pointed him. Pictures, look at pictures. Okay, Mm. and you say that's me and that's you. Okay, (laughs) but then it's his turn. So when it's his turn. Then he needs to... To say what you see. me so that and that would be me
1: and that would be you. Okay. okay. Cause <laughs> and you can have a game where daddy is also included. Yes. So it's not only two people so that he yes. can see the me can actually apply to everyone
0: yes. depending on when and how you use it. But of course, okay, that makes sense because now um, he's still at the pointing and saying his name. So, if he looks, you say, Who's this in the photo? He'll say his name. He doesn't say that's me. Mm. But he knows the my because they're going through the mine.
1: Everything is theirs. It belongs to them. I mean,
0: really? I'm like, Who bought you this? Did you buy yourself this phone? <laughs> Let's quickly go to the lines 011W30702 in the WhatsApp line 0727021702. Angela from Kempton Park. Hi. Hi, Rila Bukhile. Yes, go ahead.
1: I was um, I was saying I've got a two-year-old nine months now. Um, mm-hmm. He's currently struggling with speech. He understands mm. everything that we ask. We we ask him to do like go to bed, come and sit mm. down. Um,
0: show mm. me number
1: one. Show me two. Show me alphabet as well. His name, but he will not say a word. Nothing at mm. all. It's only last mm. month where he started. Mama, mama, da, 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 da. da.
0: But when you repeat, because of excitement, he stops and you'll not hear it for another week or so. So I don't know what's happening. Oh, that's a tough one. What are your thoughts there?
1: Yeah, so definitely if there's any change in a child's ability to communicate or if they previously did something and they've now stopped doing that, I would definitely suggest to have it assessed by a speech therapist so that she can look at all the areas of communication development and see whether the areas of development is on track and whether there's anything that is behind that we need to support in terms of development. Mm. But usually, yeah, definitely if your child stopped doing something or if it looks like there's been a bit of a
0: regression. That definitely warrants an assessment. Oh, Angela, all the best with that one. And and I know um, for many of us, we might feel like let's just go to the GP. It's so expensive. I'm wondering around the things that specialists can pick up. I found out when I was doing a parenting show that malnutrition can be a cause of delayed speech. Is, how, how is that the case? So,
1: not necessarily delayed speech. I think malnutrition can go with feeding difficulties, especially mm. with your picky eaters. They only eat two-minute noodles and that's yes. all they eat. and brown eat. food. Or brown food or whatever, yes. and that's where the malnutrition would develop, and that often coincides with speech difficulties.
0: Oh, I so understand. speech is not the cause; they yes. are co-morbid conditions that usually, or often, not usually, often co-occur. Okay, okay. So, what are some of the other things that could delay? Because, because again, I'm mentioning the psychologist. So, if there've been um, changes in the household, let's say. Granny's been living there the whole time. Granny passes away. Mm. Now little one who was talking is withdrawing. And now they're not, they're regressing. Uh, That's the, uh, uh, um, as well. At what point would you as a speech therapist be able to say, actually, this is a psychological thing that has triggered this. And that's why this little one has stopped talking so um,
1: we do sometimes see that although it doesn't happen very frequently I think we need to remember children are human just like we Mm. are and they will also go through a grieving process like we would they would just display it differently Mm. so give the child time see does it pass does they do they go back to what they did before the way they communicated Mm. before if it's an ongoing thing for more than a few months Definitely have it checked out.
0: Mm. We've got some questions on uh, the WhatsApp line via voice note. hi 702
1: um just with regards to this the call who phoned in about the three-year-old we had an experience with my niece when she was three and a similar thing with her speech not developing long story short ended up she was she had hearing loss so it was the lack of hearing that was mm. affecting her her speech development so that is also something to think of um
0: in in this respect oh that's a good one mm. so part of the job would be testing the hearing yes so as speech therapists we
1: don't test hearing we refer mm. them to an audiologist mm. um, and that's always a good place to start is to have the hearing checked out first especially in a child who has a history of middle ear infections or mm. recurrent middle ear infections because that plays a vital role in speech and language development mm. and not all children not in all children will you be able to see that they've got you know not everyone does touch the ear or complain of pain mm. a lot of children have middle ear infections but they don't
0: show you they've got mm. a problem mm. all right let's take a quick break we'll come back to all of your questions after this 02 masterclass our masterclass for today, we are talking about speech therapy with speech and language therapist Kariana Fermielen. We take your calls on 01w3702 in the WhatsApp line 0727021702. Kariana, what are some of the common um, letters or sounds that children learn towards the end that um, also become more difficult sounds to work with? I know from a friend of mine who uh, was trying to. Um, She's, in a, she, she, she's married to a woman, so they decided we're not going to both be mom. Mm. So she searched lots of different words around the world that also mean something similar so that the, the kids could call her something different. And she said, what are the chances that I found the word Roo? But it has an R, and that's the last. I can't remember what language Roo is. Those of you um, that know and can help with Roo. And she said, wow. So they never they learned that right at the end, mm. but she always was woo. Because they couldn't say r, meaning my child's not gonna learn Relebuchile for a while. <laughs> yes,
1: definitely not. So if we look, so every language is different. If we look at English, your R sound, mm. then your S sound, and then lastly the, th, like in thing yes. or thigh, that's really the hardest sound. But definitely yes. the R, the S, and then the TH sound. Are the most difficult.
0: Do you find that children who are multilingual have a bit of an advantage in in their speech or language development especially if they're in a very consistently multilingual home where one parent speaks Spanish all the time and the other parent speaks English all the time? I do think that has an advantage for any child's development
1: especially considering the world that we live in. Mm. Um, where we have to allow for different languages but some children are just gifted in terms of language and oh. can easily pick up different languages in a structured environment but just another child is not you know, language is not their strong point. So even though they are exposed to language consistently in a very structured environment, they don't pick it up. And if they then are continuously exposed to multiple languages, they often get or develop what we call language confusion. Mm. So you and I know this is English, this is Afrikaans, right? Mom Mm. speaks English, dad speaks Afrikaans. But for a child with language confusion, they don't know the difference. They just hear language. So they typically end up... Using, for example, the grammar of an English sentence, but putting Afrikaans words in there. So, I've that really that. doesn't come out well. So, yes, it can definitely if the child has a gift for language. Whereas
0: other children, it's really not advantage to them. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's take another question from the WhatsApp line. I am an ENT surgeon and I just want to thank you for highlighting Uh, speech and language therapy uh, without them and the audiologists we would not be able to do our job as effectively there are so many conditions that can be treated without medication and without surgery by a speech and language therapist so they they really deserve deserve a lot of recognition thank you so much to the ENT that's wonderful uh, uh, um, for that for those um, that don't know ENT's ear nose and throat so they specialize specifically in those spaces. And I, I only know because I have to go to them regularly, checking vocal cords there we and go. things like that. Because of like your that. profession,
1: yes. yes. And what's also interesting as speech therapist, although it is something that you qualify in at a postgraduate level, is facial palsies. So we often work, remember, that? that's the face... Weakness of the face because of, for example, Bell's palsy. Mm. So if you can find a speech therapist that's really qualified in facial palsy, she can also assist with the weakness of the face. Yes.
0: So just maybe help us understand based on what the ENT specialist was just saying is you really help them do their work. What are some of the challenges that maybe come through or from an ENT specialist that they would refer to you? So I think... Um, it's really a teamwork, a team mm.
1: effort. Um, often, you know, surgery should be our last resort. We mm. always want to see, can we resolve the problem mm. conservatively? Mm. Obviously, if there's a chronic middle ear infection and a child needs grommets, then surgery needs to intervene yes. or surgery needs to intervene. But if it is, for example, a voice disorder like mm. you or people that use their voice for their jobs mm. might develop, we often first want to do conservative voice therapy before we would
0: consider surgery to remove, for example, growths on the vocal cords. Mm, mm, that's very interesting. Um, Mayoza on Twitter says, a child who just counts to 10, not clearly, but no words coming out of her mouth. She's three years old. Is there a speech problem with her?
1: So I would definitely say that not necessarily speech but language so looking mm. at the content of what the child is producing by the age of three we definitely want hundreds of words and I would suggest that it should be assessed. Mm-hmm. So in a case where a child is not using words we need to look at all the aspects that helps a child develop the ability to use words mm. and see if those developmental
0: areas are in place. Uh, Nikki Heitner on Twitter has shared a link saying just just tuned in and caught your discussion, um, and the link is around ten tips to get your child to talk about school. Do you find that many parents struggle with their child just saying fine, mm. responding fine, mm. um, and and what advice would you give to those parents for children of all ages to get them to engage more and you know, communicate and use their language a bit better. So I think it really comes down to how you communicate with your child. If I
1: ask my child how was school, fine is a very suitable answer. Yes, it's the right? little sentence. It's a closed-in <laughs> question, so you only expect one word. So again, change the way you phrased your question tell me more about what you did at school today Mm. for example so allow for a bigger variety of answers and like we said earlier also model
0: to your child Mm. by telling them what your day was like what you do in your day so my my mom often says i'm being the nurse in the family and if there's challenges you know people come and ask her like oh the little one is not speaking it's like do you talk to your, your, your wife? Do you talk to your husband <laughs> in your home? Because if you guys are not talking to each other, how do you expect the child Absolutely, to Absolutely, yes. 100%. So what would you say the communication, how can communication be improved in general in the home to help children, young teenagers develop? I know a big one for me was reading just to build my vocabulary. Mm-hmm. And mom would not help me read the word. I'd have to go um, get the dictionary sounded out, and then she, only after I've done that exercise, she would help me with. Once you've actually that. tried. Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> so. Talking, 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 talking. Children learn language through what they hear. Mm. So like we said earlier, the the vocabulary that you use in the home environment is what your child is going to learn Mm. and the conversations that you have with them, the things that you describe to them. Also reading to a child is an amazing way of exposing them to different vocabulary, Mm. different ways sentences can be structured. The way stories are formulated or sequenced. So reading and just talking to your child, singing songs and doing
0: nursery rhymes. Um, There was a question here um, saying, I am white and I talk to my African friends when I have a problem because I have a speech problem from a devastating head injury 24 years ago that my social security is controlled by. Okay, I won't say those on 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 air. They're terrorized by. Oh, I'm trying to just summarize this. Um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to just summarize that in my brain mm-hmm. just to make it make sense for air um, because there's just a few grammar things that I'm trying to make sense of. One person is asking, saying, "I am stammering. Which part of speech is affected? Are stammering and stuttering the same thing?" So they are two different things. Oh, but people often use the word
1: stammering meaning stuttering yes so it's really different there's also cluttering which is a different form of disfluency so really you would require a specialist assessment um which is which which one is stuttering is stuttering so stuttering is typically characterized by four things you've got your prolongations Mm -hmm. so snake you've got your repetitions which is Mm -hmm. snake Then you've got blocks where I actually open my mouth, but there's no airflow. Mm. And then there's also obviously, uh, or sometimes, there's secondary behavior. So, breaking eye contact, having an eye twitch or a hand that moves Mm -hmm. when you are experiencing a
0: moment of disfluency. So, that's stuttering. Mm -hmm. Which one is stammering?
1: So, stammering and cluttering has a very specific... um, now I'm looking for a word. A very <laughs> yes. specific symptoms, which looks like stuttering, but mm. very, they have very subtle differences. Um,
0: and then the last one that you mentioned, cluttering. So, stammering and cluttering often goes hand in hand. Okay. Yeah. Um, what I'm thinking and realizing with the little time we have left is that we're going to possibly need a part two to talk <laughs> about some of the, the challenges that people face, especially those that suffer things like strokes mm, and have absolutely. to learn to start speaking again. And that's devastating, yeah. And uh, very, very devastating. I know that many people had questions around small children. Um, maybe for today, what message would you share with all the listeners just in terms of concerns around their child's development and language?
1: I would say if you are concerned, get advice. Mm-hmm. Get advice as soon as possible, um, but never stop giving input to your child so Mm. again a child learns language through what you expose them to, what you give them, Mm. so keep on giving your child that input that they require?
0: I am making a commitment that we will revisit this conversation. There are many adult uh, subjects that we didn't touch on and mm. I'm seeing many messages coming through um, one saying they're 47 year old, struggling with the letter R is there still help for them? Others still saying I struggle with the letters B and S. The sounds are so difficult for me. Long words are the worst. So we will have a part two to this master class and schedule some time to address all of those issues